Welcome to the NP Worship Podcast. Join with us as we grow in music, creativity, and servanthood. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. And today we're bringing out another of our team night trainings. We released one of these a couple weeks back. It was uh, with Pastor Shane on ordering your private life, and it was amazing. If you didn't hear that one, go back. I think it might be episode four or three, maybe. Uh, but you can find that on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, today, we're bringing you another one from that same team night that was taught by uh, one of our pastors, Ben Cool. He's actually been doing this uh, discipleship prayer school uh, the few weeks before COVID kind of happened and we had to start stop gathering. But um, it was a 12-week-long thing where basically just dove into prayer and what that is and how to have those conversations with God and, and all of that. And he... Um, basically brought that 12 weeks and put it down into one little training as best he could. And it is amazing. It's packed full of good tools and challenges and encouragement. And Ben is such a great guy. Um, and so we're encouraged, uh, we're just encouraged that he even did that. So thank you to Ben. Um, but with that today, you're actually going to get to hear and be a part of that. Um, and I don't know, just one of the big thoughts that stuck out to me was just this idea that when worship can become prayer for us, these songs become so much bigger than just us. When we can um, really speak to and from God when we're singing and leading or in the booth serving, when these songs become prayers, man, what God can do with that and what he wants to do with that in us and through us. And so uh, he's gonna unpack that and so much more in this training. So let's get to it. This is Prayer, the Language of the Worship Leader uh, by Pastor Ben Cool from our March team night. I know you're gonna love it. When Kyle asked me to share, uh, he asked me to basically condense uh, 12 weeks of teaching from our discipleship prayer school, and I told him not possible, so I decided we'd do two things. Uh, first, uh, I, I wanted to share a challenge with you, uh, a challenge that'll change, uh, man, change how you worship uh, in, uh, in some meaningful ways, and then share a tool with you um, and how to grow in, uh, in your prayer life. And uh, this is actually a tool that I've been using for the last 15 years as a believer, and, uh, and it just keeps... Um, uh, keeps working. So you find that often tools wear out, right? And uh, so I'm excited to share that with you. Um, but uh, our, um, our topic is prayer, the language of worship. You notice there's a typo. I had all kinds of trouble with the titles in all of our arenas, but uh, you can just cross it out. And uh, thanks for being gracious with me. Um, but uh, before, uh, before I give you the challenge, I'd just love to share a story with you. I, uh, I was a worship director when I lived in Seattle. Uh, and so this is part of uh, where I learned, um, man, I learned about worship. I learned about it in the trenches. And uh, we, uh, we were a part of a um, uh, mobile church, which means we rented a space and we set everything up every Sunday. Uh, so we're setting up stages and patching together sound equipment and uh, putting uh, floor lights up so it looked kind of like a church in the gymnasium. And it was a lot of work uh, to worship. Uh, but the funny thing is, is the, the physical obstacles, the, the physical barriers uh, to worship never really kept us uh, from from worshiping, uh, I mean, and there were some some significant obstacles. Uh, I uh, I remember one one week we were setting up our stage and we got all the way done uh, and uh, and then realized that uh, we were missing uh, uh, one of the leg supports. 
which meant I was literally standing on a booby trap stage. I mean, it was accidentally booby trap, but if I step to the left, I may fall through. You guys, you guys with me? So I'm like worried my shins are going to be like broken by the end of the, but, uh, but these, these like these physical obstacles, right? Like I, the, this, the booby trap stage, the mics that, that didn't work. Uh, they never really kept us, uh, from, from worshiping. For me, the thing that I was, uh, was the biggest barrier to worship was my own insecurity. And I remember this showed up, uh, um, my first week on staff with this church. I, I was leading and, uh, halfway through the first song, people come in late, right? So this really buttoned up couple, they walk in, uh, to the very front row, the very front center, and they did this. Right? Like they're not singing, just looking at me and looking at the screen, evaluating everything I'm doing. And, and in that moment, I just felt so, so in, in, insecure. Uh, you ever feel that way? Right? Like uh, maybe not in worship, but, uh, but certainly in life, right? We're just like, uh, and when you feel insecure, uh, you, uh, you put your guard up, uh, you shrink a little bit, you, you kind of uh, get quiet, you begin to overthink things. And uh, this has always been uh, an issue for me. Uh, but, but really the, the, the best solution uh, in worship leading and really just in dealing with in, insecurity in general has been, has been prayer. Oh, that's a plan. Uh, and, uh, um, and, and really uh, uh, prayer becomes one of the, the, uh, the weapons that we use uh, in all of the obstacles and the opposition that we face in giving glory uh, to God. And, and so uh, with that in mind, I want to give you this challenge. Uh, this challenge will change, I mean, change how you face those obstacles. Uh, and it's this, make every song a prayer. I think I have one of these. Here you go. Make every song a prayer. Um, it's, kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of crazy, in fact, uh, that uh, man, every time one of the the apostles found themselves uh, found themselves in, in jail um, for proclaiming the name of Jesus. Uh, they always did two things, right? Uh, they sang songs and they prayed. They they prayed and they praised. Uh, and when they did, uh, the the doors fell off prison cells. Guards got saved. Uh, prisoners joined in salvation songs. Uh, and, and it was precisely in the worst moments that prayer and praise echoed the loudest, right? Like in these in these uh, uh, dark. Uh, dirty holes in in the ground, and and, and I think that's uh, that's something that's really worth paying attention to. In fact, Paul he writes about these two things uh, uh, from a prison cell in Rome, uh, and he writes to a church um, uh, a church uh, of Macedonian Christians uh, in Philippians four. He says, "Rejoice in the Lord always." I will say it again: Rejoice. Let your let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. And just notice this, right? The Lord is near is right in the middle of this section of verses. And it's because uh, praise and prayer are things that happen when God is close. And then he says this. He says, don't worry about anything but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Uh, now, notice he says, let your prayer and your petition be made with what? Thanksgiving, right? He says, hey, hey, even when you're asking God to, uh, to solve a problem or, or uh, help you through an obstacle, you're supposed to do it with gratitude, with an attitude of worship. And, and you see, uh, prayer and praise really are uh, two sides of the same coin. They go hand in hand. And when we make songs prayers, it changes the nature of them uh, in some pretty cool ways. I mean, I think this is why uh, Paul says the, the church in Thessalonians, they're dealing with uh, grief over lost uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. He says, uh, in, in that moment, he says, rejoice, when? Always. Always. And he says, pray, how much? 
continually, right? And he says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You see, the two go together. In fact, he says, uh, do, do these two things simultaneously and continuously. Like, don't stop doing either. Like, do them together uh, all the time. Now, if, if Paul called, uh, calls us to, to, to worship and to pray simultaneously and continuously, uh, how much more should we do that from the stage, from the camera, the camera platform, or from the booth to, to sing and to worship prayerfully? Um, and, and uh, man, a lot happens when we do this, but, but, um, but here's what happens when you make every song a prayer. Uh, your songs begin to move beyond yourself. Uh, you begin to focus less on yourself and, and more on, on the God who's the object of your worship. And they begin to work on you at a heart level. Uh, when songs become prayers, they are invitations to, for God to move in the life of his church. Uh, they're declarations uh, about what we want to see God do in his people, right? Uh, and that's what happens when, when songs become prayers. I mean, uh, think about what happens uh, when you see the person who's disengaged, right? When you see this person squinting, uh, judging, evaluating, uh, not, not stirred by the truths about God, um, that person, uh, um, the songs become an opportunity to pray and cry out for them, that God would, uh, would meet them. Uh, and so, men our musical weaknesses, they become reasons to cry out, God in uh, cry out to God in desperation. Our, our present struggles and pains become reasons to thank God for what Christ suffered on our behalf. Um, an unresponsive crowd, uh, it, it just it gives us reason to plead with God for his people that they would encounter his grace and his truth in life-changing ways. And, and this is what happens when we make songs prayers. Now, uh, um, I want to share the tool with you now. Are you guys, you guys up for that? Uh, and hopefully the tool will help you understand how this works and why it's so valuable in some more specific ways. Uh, but we've been, we've been doing this thing called the Discipleship Prayer School for the last five weeks and I taught to, through this tool in the first four, four weeks of that class. And one of the things that I uh, noticed in a new way is that really these four, it's the, the, act, the acrostic act stands for just four types of prayer, four languages of prayer. And one of the things that was really interesting that I noticed is that, that all of these languages or types of prayer are already represented in the songs that we sing. The lyrics uh, fit these forms uh, of prayer. And, and you'll see what I mean here. Let me give you the first one. You guys ready? Uh, the first one is, is this, um, adoration. Adoration is describing God and saying, wow. This is what we do when we worship, uh, but this is what we're called to do in prayer, uh, to, to describe God and uh, say, wow. It's focusing on his character and the core of who God is and letting who he is humble us, uh, inspire us, challenge us, uh, produce joy and expectation in us. And uh, I, I, just, I have a few examples of what, uh, what this looks like. Um, and, uh, but, but there are really two components to every prayer of adoration. Uh, one, there's a description, and one, there's, um, there's awe. That's the wow, right? It's, man, God, you're amazing. So here's, here's an example. Uh, you describe, and then you say, wow. So here's an example. You are the truth. That's the description. You cannot lie. And the wow is this. Man, it's, it's a relief that I can trust what you say. It's a relief that I can trust what you say. That, that you know that God won't lie to you about anything. So when he encourages you or he corrects you, you know he's telling you the truth, that he sees things rightly. Now think about how significant that is, right? Because uh, how, how many people in your life, people, right, do you know that you can tr- trust whole, wholly and completely, that you don't read between the lines when they say something to you? Uh, probably not many. And so when we say, man, it's such, so, I can find rest. I'm so grateful 
that you're this way. Or here's another one. You are the author of life and the giver of every good thing. That's the description. And the wow is this. Uh, I mean, it could be different, but here's an example. It's incredible to know uh, where to look when I need to find something good, right? It's like, man, God, you are the source of every good thing. And then I know exactly where to find something good when, man, life just seems really bad. Now, uh, you, can, you can find this later. I'm going to keep going. Uh, here's another one. This one doesn't always feel positive to, to us, but it's a description in the scriptures about how God is. He says, uh, the scriptures say that God is jealous for me. You are jealous for me. We say, God, you're jealous for me. And here's the wow. Uh, it's amazing that you fight to spend time with me, right? Where I'm having to text my friends, where I'm having to, to reach out to my family. Uh, God, God never makes us wait on him. He's pursuing us. That's incredible. Now, uh, the, uh, the, next, the next one is one that I pulled directly from Scripture, word for word. Uh, and when you think about the Lord's Prayer, the first part of the Lord's Prayer is a prayer of adoration. It's a description that says, wow, you, you know the one, our Father who is in heaven, right? That's the description. Uh, and then he, says, uh, then he says, pray, hallowed be your name. Hallowed is just another way to say uh, reverence or respect. I, I, man, you are, you are worthy of all of my devotion and respect. Uh, and uh, it's sort of like the kid who says, uh, my dad works at Disneyland. Isn't that cool, right? Like, I mean, think about it, right? Like, uh, we can say about our God, my, 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 my heavenly Father. He, he's in the place that's perfect, uh, that has uh, streets of gold, right? Like, he's he's in the place where there is there's no conflict. There's singing and rejoicing. My God is somewhere sweet, and I can call on His name. That's what a prayer of adoration uh, does. And um, oh, do you want me to go back here? Oh, you go. There you go. That's what a prayer of adoration. No, 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 you're good. Uh, and um, that's what a prayer of adoration does. And it begins to produce these incredible things in us. Um, and, and here's what happens a lot of the times when we're leading worship, uh, or even when we come to church and worship with, uh, with uh, the, the family of God, uh, is if we haven't been praying prayers of adoration in our, our daily devotional life, it takes a while for the wow to build. Like you hear the truth, but, but it doesn't sit with, it doesn't settle in until three songs in. Uh, and and he, he, let me give you an example. Uh, you see these all over our, our worship songs. Uh, so here's a, here's a song called, uh, what's it called? Uh, here's to your kingdom or something like that. Anyway, there you go. here's to your kindness. Here's to your goodness. Here's to your freedom. Here's to the day I see you, Jesus. Right? Okay, so you guys got it? Uh, and, uh, and you see the descriptions, right? Kindness, goodness, freedom. Uh, where's the wow? The day I see you. The day I see you? Yeah, that's, it's definitely there. Where else is it? Yeah, and the attitude, right? Like you saw it when we were worshiping in, in uh, the student ministries building. It's the fist pump, right? Like people are like, like they're all, they're all in, they're all out, they're expressing the wow, not just with the words, but with their attitude and with the, with the volume and with their expression. And, and when we begin to pray prayers of adoration and recognize and remember who God is, it begins to work on us in such a way that the wow is natural. And, uh, and, and uh, man, when we, when we worship uh with, with songs that are prayers of adoration. When we pray songs of, uh, when we pray in song, uh, we find that, uh, that the wow, it washes over people and it, and it refreshes them. It, it refreshes them. It's so important, uh, both for our personal life and both for the, the people that are singing next to us or in front of us. So that's the first one. Let me, uh, um, let me give you the next one. Oh, I got more lyrics. 
Um, here's, the, here's the second type of prayer. And, and this one may surprise you, but it's confession. Uh, and this is what confession is. Confession is aligning your heart and your mind with God's. Confession is aligning your heart and your mind with God. Uh, with God's. Now, uh, usually when you hear uh, confession said in church, what you think is, um, I need to admit uh, the things that I've done wrong, right? It's the sort of like, uh, I know what you did, but I'm going to give you a chance to confess, right? Like you, you, that you're, you, maybe you heard that from, uh, from your mom uh, growing up. Uh, and uh, um, you're like, yeah, I did. But that's not what confession is when we talk about confession in the Bible. Confession is really aligning our heart and our mind with the Lord. Um, and, uh, and so sometimes uh, our, our thoughts are out of alignment with God's thoughts. Sometimes how we feel about our situation and the world's out of align with how God feels about our situation and the world. Sometimes our, our simple desires uh, are out of alignment with, um, with God's and the world. But, but here's the problem uh, with a life that's not lived regularly practicing confession, uh, is if you're going one way and God is going the other, uh, that's a problem, right? It, it, makes, it makes getting into the Lord's presence so difficult. And, and what happens in God's presence Praise and prayer. And so prayers of confession, they, they, they uh, align our hearts and minds with God's in such a way that, that we're, we're near and close to the spirit of Christ. And it's, it's really um, uh, incredibly transforming. Now, let me give you a few examples. I want to blaze through these really fast. If you want to write them down, I'll give them to you later. Uh, but com- uh, prayers of confession really have two components. Uh, recognition uh, of some place that, that I'm out of alignment with God uh, and, and repentance, which is uh, a sim- a simply saying, God, I believe and I trust uh, what you say more than I trust what I think is right. So, uh, so here's an example. Lord, I shouldn't hate my neighbor, but I'll forgive because you say love is better. You see how that works? Uh, sometimes it's an action. Sometimes it's a belief. Sometimes it's both. Uh, but we recognize that this attitude of hate is not good for us uh, or, uh, or, or what God calls us to when we say, Lord, I'll forgive because you say love is better. Uh, here's another example of a prayer of confession. Uh, Lord, I feel like a failure. Uh, that's the recognition, right? And, but, but God, I know you say that, that I'm victorious in Christ. I believe you and I trust you even though I don't see it. And this is like a game changer because if you feel like a failure when you're, when you're uh, worshiping God, uh, you're going to worship small, are you not? Right? You're going to shrink because that's what insecurity does. It makes us put up our guard and, and pull back, and sing quiet, play soft. Uh, um, uh, you get the idea. Uh, and uh, here's another one. Uh, Lord, I lied to my boss today. I know none of you would lie to your boss, but it's just an example, right? And this is an action. Uh, but, uh, but man, we confess our, our, our sins, both our behaviors and our attitudes, and we say, uh, and really, every, every action uh, started with a simple thought or a simple attitude. And so uh, our recognition of, of sinful behavior, it, it reveals uh, where our, our hearts and our minds need to be aligned with the Lord's. So we say, Lord, I lied to my boss today, but I, I need to tell the truth. I know it'll free me. It won't hurt me. Like a lot of times we lie uh, because we're afraid it's going to cost us something that we can't pay. And, and so we say, uh, in prayers of confession, Lord, I lied to my boss today, but I know the truth is good for me. Um, and uh, you actually find this prayer in the Lord's Prayer as well. Uh, you might guess uh, what it is, uh, but um, not my will, but yours be done. This is a prayer of confession. It's saying, God, there are things that I want uh, that I know don't line up with what you want. Let, let, uh, let your will trump mine. That's a prayer of con- confession. And, 
And this is what, uh, man, what the Bible means when it talks about uh, confession. Uh, I was going to uh, pull up, maybe I'll show it to you quickly. There's, a, there's an old song called Hosanna. It's an old Hillsong song. It's about 10 years old. And, uh, and it's, it's a prayer of confession. The bridge says, heal my heart and make it clean. It says, God, I know there's sin in my heart that I need you to address. Uh, or open, open up my eyes to the things unseen. God, I know that the vision, my vision for my life doesn't always match yours. Would you help me to see things the way that you see things? Uh, show me how to love like you have loved me, right? Uh, Lord, would you, would you help me to act in love in the way that you would, you would act in love? Uh, uh, here's another one. Break my heart for what breaks yours. God, would, would I love and desire uh, and, and hurt the same way that you hurt? Um, you, guys get, you guys get the idea? Like we sing actually prayers of confession pretty, pretty regularly. In fact, we just sang the song, This I Believe. Man, that's, a, that's really a song of confession. It's reminding ourselves about the most important truths that anchor our lives that often we forget, right? Um, and uh, and these, are, these are songs of confession. And it puts us in sync with God's spirit, which is a game changer uh, just in our regular life, uh, devotional life, uh, but also in how we lead worship. All right, I'm gonna keep moving. Uh, a lot can be said about confession, but, um, but let me give you the third one. You guys ready? Uh, you guys see it's Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving is remembering God's work and celebrating. Thanksgiving is remembering God's work and celebrating. Now, a lot of the times we leave out the remembering in Thanksgiving. Uh, we, uh, we sort of thank God for what, what's in front of us uh, instead of thanking him for what's behind us. And, uh, and here's what I mean. Uh, when, uh, when you, um, some of you maybe grew up giving thanks before meals. They say, hey, who's going to say grace or, you know. Um, and, uh, and my family, we did this. And whenever I was chosen to pray before a meal, my prayers always sounded like this. This is the prayer in some form or another. Uh, thank you for this food. Thank you for a good day. Uh, bless this food to our bodies. Amen. Right? You guys familiar with that? It's sort of the, it's, it's not a bad prayer. It's just not very specific, right? It's pretty generic. Thank you for today. Thank you for this food. Bless this food to my body. Like, all right, let's go. Let's eat, Right? Uh, now, I was, I was just reflecting and remembering, kind of praying this sort of prayer. And I noticed something interesting. Uh, this is not really to the point, but I, I'll share it with you anyway. Uh, when you thank God for a meal and then you ask him to bless it, like you're, what you're kind of saying to him is like, yeah, I'm grateful for this food, but would you, would you bless it and make it a little better? Like, would you make it better? I don't want, I don't want it to, I don't want it to, you guys with me? It's, it's kind of weird. No, to, to no. <laughs> I think it's weird. Anyway. Uh, yeah, you could say it. Yeah, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Classic uh, uh, skit prayer of rubbing up dumb things for the grub. Exactly. It feels like, it almost doesn't even make sense. And that, that's what happens like when we pray generic prayers. Uh, and, uh, but when we remember what God has done, our thanksgiving gets richer. And prayers that we say, thank you, God, for man, this and this and this and this. And, and this is how our songs uh, that we sing in church actually work. Uh, they draw attention to specific things that God has done uh, for us as uh, believers and just us as people. Check out this song. This is uh, "Great Are You, Lord" by All Sons and Daughters. Just one verse, uh, and he says, "It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise." Uh, what is the what is the thing that he's thanking God for? The breath and the lungs, right? That's pretty specific. Uh, how many how many uh, of you think on the regular about the breath in your lungs? I never do. I just breathe, right? But uh, but uh, worship uh, our songs uh, of thanksgiving. And they draw attention to specific things that God has given us and done for us and provided for us. Now, here's one of the things that's really interesting. When, when you don't um, have a regular practice of, of praying prayers of thanksgiving, 
uh, that are specific and, and are, are doing the work of remembering what God has done, uh, here's what, what, what often happens. You'll pray something like this and you'll think, that's pretty cool. And, and, then, uh, and then immediately following, you'll start to think about all the things that aren't very cool, right? The list of, of things that are going wrong. Uh, uh, one car is a ticking time bomb. My other car is hemorrhaging oil. Like my kids are, my kids are being crazy. Uh, I don't feel good. My mom's in the hospital. Like you, you just go through the list and you begin to think about all the negatives, right? Our default mode is kind of negative as people a lot of the times. But, but when we, when we begin to adopt an attitude uh, of, of Thanksgiving, we find that our default list changes from all the things that are wrong to all the things that God has done already. And that gives us faith and hope uh, to sing bigger, uh, to trust bigger, and to lead uh, people to a place that's positive, uh, not uh, negative. It's an incredible, incredible thing. Uh, let me give you the, the last one, and, uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll be done. So here's the last one. This is the, the fourth language of, of prayer. It's supplication. And supplication is asking God to do what you cannot Supplication is asking God to do what, you're not, what you cannot. It's presenting a request to God and asking him to move where you cannot. And um, God wants you to make, uh, make known to him uh, what you want him to do, what you need from him. Uh, he, he wants you to share the things that you're carrying uh, that, are, that are weighing you down. And uh, man, I'd like to look again at Philippians 4. I shared the first part of this verse with you earlier. Uh, to kind of highlight how prayer and praise really are, are kind of uh, um, interconnected. Um, but I want, to, I want to show you the result of a prayer of, of supplication, what happens when we pray these sorts of prayer. Uh, it says, do not be anxious about anything. In other words, a lot of the things we carry make us feel anxious, worried, stressed, afraid. And he says, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. That's, that's the same word for supplication. Uh, and then it says this, and the what? And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And, and, and what Paul is saying, uh, he's saying it from a prison cell again, is he's saying, uh, when, you, when you present your requests to God, uh, you are given a supernatural peace, a, a, a peace that doesn't really make sense to the world. It, it's something that, that doesn't come from you, it comes from him, which is like pretty incredible, right? And do you think uh, that, uh, uh, that our church, the people that come through our doors on a Sunday morning, would benefit from a peace that surpasses all understanding? Right? Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Uh, is when, we sing, when we sing songs as prayers, uh, when we allow our songs uh, to be prayers, uh, we begin to, to plead with God uh, on behalf of people. And, we, and you, you experience this time and time again where people, they leave moments of worship feeling a peace that they didn't come in the room with. And this is what we do when we, when we worship and we, when we uh, make our songs prayers. It's an incredible thing. I was uh, um, at church a few weeks ago and I was having a conversation with a woman from our church and she said, uh, I felt so encouraged today uh, by, um, by that song Waymaker. Um, and she like searched for the lyric. She's like, you know, the lyric, the one, uh, the one that we were saying a bunch. Uh, the even when I can't see it, you're working, right? You guys know that lyric. Even when I can't see it, you're working. Singing that over people, and uh, and I was. She she told me this, and I was so encouraged um, because uh, I had been singing that song with um, uh, a couple friends of mine who who were struggling in their their marriage. 
Uh, and I was, I was just thinking about how, um, uh, how hopeless the situation seemed. So I'm singing this with this, this, um, this couple in mind, just kind of singing it over them. Uh, they weren't there. I just, you know, had them in mind. It was um, making my song uh, a prayer. And, uh, and it was cool. This woman, she, she talked about how um, uh, she, she was encouraged because uh, she wasn't sure what God was doing in the life of her husband, right? But, but that's, man, that's what, that's what we do when, when our songs become prayers. When, when, we, uh, um, when we connect the two like Paul does uh, in, uh, in his letters to the churches, he says, um, man, uh, pray and rejoice. Rejoice always and pray in everything. He says them side by side. Uh, and, and really, uh, a lot of our songs do it for us, right? I think of the, about the song, uh, Give Me Faith, right? The first lyric is, give me faith to... Yeah, trust what you say, right? Uh, because uh, sometimes faith is beyond us. You think of the, uh, the guy who said, I, I believe, but help my unbelief, right? And, and uh, when, we, when we begin to pray, uh, sing songs as prayers, we, we find that God moves and, and, uh, and intervenes in people's lives. Oh, here's another lyric. Here's another example. How, it says, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. I was a prisoner now I'm not. Now, uh, this uh, doesn't feel like uh, a request, right? It feels like a prayer of thanksgiving. Uh, but, uh, but when we sing, we can sing with a request in mind. Uh, because uh, you, may, you, have, you may have been set free this week from something incredible, but the person next to you may not have been. And so you can, you can sing, I was a prisoner, now I'm not, and have somebody in mind. God, would you set them free too? It's, it, it totally transforms the way we worship because then our worship isn't, uh, isn't just for us, it's a ministry to others, right? And, and God is glorified, uh, glorified in us loving others in this, uh, in this way. Does that make sense? And uh, this, is, um, this is what happens when uh, our songs become prayers. And, and these are four, four languages of prayer. You got adoration, you got confession, you got thanksgiving, and supplication, and all of them are present in, in all of the songs we sing. It didn't take me long to come up with examples. I just pulled them from the, the set list from Sunday. And the, the only exception is that really old song, right, uh, that I just like. And, uh, uh, but, but, um, and the, the incredible thing, right, is whether you have a microphone or a bass or you have a camera uh, or you're in a booth, you, you can make the songs that we sing as a church of prayer. Like, if you can't actually sing because you're on a camera, I don't know how they work, but if you can't sing because you're on a camera, like, you can still be praying the words over, over people. Does that make sense? And, uh, and, then, uh, and then this, right? Like, the, the critical, like, judgy, like, person in the front row. Uh, they're not an obstacle. They're an opportunity, right? Uh, then the circumstance that you're struggling in and with uh, becomes uh, an opportunity to plead, uh, to plead with God to show up in that and to show up in, in people who are experiencing the same thing. Because you know, uh, you know where, um, where you're struggling in a relationship, other people are struggling in the same way. Like you know where you're struggling financially, other people are struggling in the same way. Uh, you know uh, where you're struggling uh, uh, with doubt, other people are struggling in the same way. And so that when, when our songs become prayers, uh, it's, uh, it's a game changer. Um, Amazing. Uh, can I pray for us? And then, uh, I don't know, how much time do we have, Kyle? We, we have until 50. Sweet. Anyway, well, let me pray. And, uh, and then uh, if you guys have questions, I'll take them. If not, we can hang out.
All right. Uh, Father God, thanks so much for these people. Uh, thanks for their time and their attention. And uh, God, we, uh, we're so grateful that you give us this gift of prayer uh, and that prayer and worship go hand in hand. Um, God, thank you that, uh, that you prepare us uh, um, for, uh, for worship leading, uh, for, uh, for worshiping together as uh, the body of Christ uh, as, we, uh, as we pray um, uh, and seek your face um, through declaring that you're good, um, declaring that you've, you've moved in our lives, um, aligning our hearts with yours. And uh, I pray for uh, each, uh, each man in this room, God, that you would make them uh, prayer warriors that their prayers would, uh, would change them, but they would also um, uh, pour out your love and your grace and your truth uh, in the lives of your church family. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And we just want to thank Ben for coming out and uh, leading that workshop. Uh, for us at team night. It was awesome just to hear all of the stuff he shared and just his heart for prayer and for God and for people. And um, it's pretty contagious and he's a really inspiring dude. So thank you to him. Um, yeah, just his thoughts, man. He, he gave you so many cool tools and challenges. And so I would just leave you with that same challenge to consider where you are um, when you're serving with us on a platform or maybe you're at a camera or maybe you're in the booth. Uh, but no matter where you are, to really take on that mindset of prayer and to say, how can I make these songs and these moments something that is so much more than just about me? That will take us so far and serve people so well if we just all kind of figure out how to embody that and really make prayer our daily language. Uh, yeah, if, if we can do that, man, what a different place. So I just want to challenge you guys in that, encourage you in that. I know this will be, God will use this in your life. Um, and uh, maybe during this time when we're kind of isolated, we're sheltering in at home or we're stuck in um, our houses, I would just encourage you to reach out, get on Instagram, get on our YouTube channel, comment, um, text your friends, to, uh, watch services Sunday together with other people, jump in that public chat, find ways to make this time social. You won't regret it and God will totally use it. And we wanna be there for you guys. So if you need that, reach out to us. We'd love to be in touch. Uh, to share resources, to share what God's doing, to pray for you, any of that, you can do that. Uh, best place is through our Instagram, NP Worship. We'd love to do that. Um, but with that, thanks for tuning in, for, for watching or listening to this podcast. And uh, we can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. Bye.